Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. Welcome back. We're at another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble. I'm Chris Clements. And here it is, two Hello. days after the Virginia and New Jersey elections. Yeah. Um, we were ranting. It, uh, this, was a, this was a big night. Uh, I was nervous. Yeah, you were. We were texting back and forth. Um, I don't like election. After 2020, I'm, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know what to look at. I don't know who to watch. Well, you know, there was a lot of criticism of all the networks this, this, this last Tuesday. Nobody was calling anything. Right. And well, decision, decision Desk attention. called it, I think, at 8.35 uh, Eastern time for, for, for uh, Youngkin. And, uh, and none of the networks called till much, much later. So right. it was really interesting. Yeah. The, uh, and I think they were basing that on exit polls, which I think have been historically pretty bad. Um, but as it turned out, Youngkin, the momentum that he had, this was uh, Glenn Youngkin? Yeah. yeah. Glenn Youngkin running for governor of Virginia and uh, Terry McAuliffe, who'd been against. a governor before uh, and was running again. Because in Virginia, you can only do one four-year term at a time. can't do consecutive terms. Um, Which is an oddity. In it is. It's the only, only, only state, only, well, they're not a state. They're uh, the, Commonwealth, a, the, Commonwealth the Commonwealth of Virginia. When I lived in Virginia, I was frequently corrected. Yeah, I'm sure you were. I'm sure they, they take that very seriously. Oh. Um, but this is, this feels very much like 2009. Now, if Rewind back 2009, Bob McDonnell defeated, and I can't remember who it was, uh, one governor for Virginia, Chris Christie, one governor in New Jersey. and Which so, the Republican almost won. Yeah, and New Jersey's only gotten more blue. And in some ways, it is in fact a bigger story that the Republican in New Jersey lost by less than a point, basically, when in a in a state that Joe Biden carried by sixteen points, yeah. Youngkin won by two points or a point and a half in a state that Joe Biden carried by ten points. So the the near loss in New Jersey is actually kind of a bigger story than the the narrow win in uh, in Virginia. But in Virginia, not only was it the governor, it was the lieutenant governor, first woman of color to win statewide. In Virginia, yeah, in Virginia's history, a, a black woman who is very conservative carries around a machine gun uh, from, <laughs> from Jamaica, Marine. Yep, I mean, has, has served our country proudly and and just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and and now is already trolling the vice president. This <laughs> and 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 uh, um, on MSNBC they said some crazy things about about you know fascism and republicanism and racism. And and she was trolling Joy Reid the other day on 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 the news as well. Well, saying if you, if you really believe this, then why don't you interview me and I'll tell you exactly what's exactly. Going on. And then the attorney general who won the Republican attorney general candidate is a Cuban American. Cuban American. Yeah. So the, all this and, talk and they took back the uh, the, assembly. the the assembly. They won the assembly by it's a fifty. What is it? Fifty two forty eight now. Um, so that was big and. 
and you know, a lot of the commentary, as you point out, on MSNBC, on CNN, was, oh, this was all racial overtones. This was the dog whistles. And I, I just think that, you know, I hope they keep believing that because it clearly wasn't that. No. And if they do believe that, then that means that they're setting themselves up for just a butt kicking in November of 2022 uh, because they won't take what is happening seriously. And what's happening is that people are fed up with the overreach of government. They're fed up with the insane amount of spending, the, incre- the tax increases that are coming. But most importantly, I think, is that they're fed up with all this elitism being injected into the schools that say, oh, well, we, you know, founding fathers were racist or they, you know, and, and I'm not talking about critical race theory. That's a whole separate deal. It's just generally the, the feeling of undermining the foundations of our republic. And I think people are tired of it. Yeah. They, they, they're tired of being told you're not sufficiently anti-racist or you're not sufficiently, you know, humble about your privilege. And I think that people say, look, this is a great country. People want to come here. I feel like I'm a good person and I'm teaching my kids to be good people. And by the way, America is still the greatest nation on earth. And, it, and, and yes, we've had challenges in our history. But there is no other nation that started as long ago as we did trying to do what's right that's lasted. I mean, it, it's it's kind of it, yeah. I think the, the idea that we haven't made up. progress is is ludicrous, and that's what the uh, the new lieutenant governor um, made mention of that, that that you know it's not 1963. Um, she was able to come to this country, rise up through through her own will and her own hard work. And now she's the lieutenant governor, you know, of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Right. And also, I, I think some credit, I, I heard this the other day, and I, I thought it was, it was an amazing thing when he said it. Glenn Youngkin deserves a lot of credit of, of making the, the entire race issue, CRT, and, and, and the demeaning of the founding of, of the country into one of faith. And what he said very plainly was, we are all created equally in the eyes of God. And, and we, so we all have an ob- obligation to see each other right. that way. That, that we, we're all imperfect beings, but we're all created equal in the, in the eyes of God. And he said it. And I think, well, I, I think, first of all, I think the press couldn't believe he said it. But, but a lot of people, I think that very much resonated with. Because absolutely. it's true. It's absolutely I mean, and, true. And, and, it's, and, and the, the reason that the, the leftists at MSNBC and CNN are trying to call this a racial issue is because they can't wrap their head around the fact that people still believe in God. And that if you believe in God, then you can't not believe that men are created, men and women are created equal. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a, it is an institutional, uh, institutional. It's just a, it's a, it's who well, we are. If you, if you, if you believe in the creator, if you believe in God, then, then the, then the idea that we are endowed by our Creator with with these unalienable rights, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or the pursuit of property, or whatever else you know you want to put there, that our rights come from God, and that's what Glenn was saying. Our rights are, they don't come from government; they right. come from God. We we we're here to protect those rights. That's what government is for to protect those rights that are endowed by your creator. And for him to say that and say it much clearly than I just did, but to him to say it on a national stage 
I thought was really, really important. Um, and I think, you know, in, in, especially when you're talking about education, especially when you're, when you're talking about education in Virginia, where the teachers unions have had a hold on the Commonwealth for, I need to correct myself again, for the Commonwealth for a very, very long time. There is no choice in Virginia. Right. At all. And then the only other choice you may have in Virginia are private schools that are going to cost you sixty to $70,000 per pupil, you know, per, per year. year. So um, to the extent that he and this new new assembly can institute some radical change, you know, where, where most families want to stay in their school districts. Right. Most families want to stay in their school. They love their schools. They love their districts. However, coming out of the pandemic and during the pandemic, which schools across the country stayed open? It was the charter schools. It was, schools. It was the the parochial schools, the private schools, they stayed open. They engaged students in a much more proactive way than the public schools. Yeah. That's just the, the facts. So the reaction to, of, of this issue of this, you know, wave election of Republicans in Virginia and, and there were a lot of in other places saw a lot of Republican gains, uh, in New Jersey at the state, state legislative level in New York, um, at the, at the municipal level, Long yeah. Island, Huge amounts of Republicans being elected. Um, the the Democrats in Congress have responded by saying, oh, we got to pass everything and we got to do it right now, which I think is exactly the opposite reaction they should be having. But you know what? If they want to double well, down, that's only well, going to make it better I think you have Nancy Pelosi. She's doubling down. I think there's there's the, the squad and all the progressives. They want to double down because they they, they, they want to make the argument that the reason why this this wave happened was because we didn't do enough early enough, and that's absolutely the the wrong wrong way. Totally reading of, it, of reading wrong. it, and reading and they know that, but they're they're trying to make their arguments regardless. I thought it was really interesting. We've talked about Joe Manchin, we've talked about Kirsten Cinema holding up a lot of this uh, progress on the three point seven trillion dollar uh, reconciliation bill, and and then the uh, infrastructure bill, one point whatever trillions, 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 trillions. Um, I thought it was interesting uh, the day after the election, Mark Warner from Virginia pressed pause and he had a, he had, they were having a press conference and he said, I think we need to press pause. And I've, I've made the argument for a while that it's not just Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. There are literally five or six, maybe as much as eight possibly senators in the background who have been meeting in pretty diligently for the past six months who don't want to see this stuff pass. Right. They know they, they'll have to go back and run on it and it's a losing proposition for them. Yep. So the fact that Mark Warner, probably Tim Kaine from Virginia as well. Now, now there's a new Republican governor mm -hmm. um, who's well liked in, in most every circles is what I understand. And, and yeah. who, who probably, um, and who, you know, in terms of the, the other part of the wave with a African American Lieutenant governor and a Cuban uh, attorney general, um, Glenn Youngkin garnered 18% of the black vote and he won the Hispanic vote. Won the Hispanic vote. Yep. Outright. And, and so if you're, if you're a Democrat in your ivory tower somewhere in Washington, DC, you're looking at the data, look at the data. You're, you're, you're thinking we're in trouble. Yeah. And I'll tell our, you who, I'll tell you who's feeling it right now. Um, Greg Stanton, mm. because with redistricting, his district's going to be different than it was. And, if if this becomes uh, 
a wave election, like 2009 was the precursor to 2010. Maybe Greg should run for governor. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I think he might be afraid of Katie Hobbs. I don't know. Um, but if you took the the results of Virginia, the overperformance of Youngkin from Trump in Virginia and overlaid it in 2022, it would mean a 44-seat gain in the House of Representatives for Republicans. Yeah. Um, with redistricting, I look at the the current draft maps, which they're going to go through maybe some slight tweaks. But as of now, I would guess there's a possibility it could be six Republicans and three Democrats coming out of Arizona after after the redistricting in the 2022 election. Because any of these districts that are nominally Democrat or even a little bit more Democrat than Republican – with well, the way things are going, but, I think that's going to be a backlash. And we've talked about this. I mean, when do these so-called moderate Democrats within the state, with our, our state of Arizona, pivot? When do they say enough is enough? I'm not buying into this agenda anymore because I have to run on this next year, and it's a losing proposition. Like, well, where's Mark, where Mark Kelly? Where's Mark Kelly? Where's where is Mark, Mark Kelly? Kelly? Still in space, I guess. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to watch, but uh, Virginia has great ramifications for politics going into next year and we'll continue to talk about it i'm sure yeah it's, it showed that you can embrace um conservative principles conservative policies communicate them clearly and win and here it is uh november what november 4th and 2021 i will predict right now that glenn youngkin will become a shortlister for president in 2024 that would be interesting if he gets a lot of his stuff done in the next year i think so all right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Remember to follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on t the Twitters, on the tweets, on the tweets, on LinkedIn, light beer, dark money. Uh, we'll be back again. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening.